Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. With Ray Zander, your guide, coach, and best gal pal. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio and AlignRadio.com. What a beautiful day. We come to you today to talk about a continuation of last week and the week before on on, on relationships. But we're going to have sort of a different... Uh, stance on how we look at relationships, and that is the relationship you have to your desires. Yes, those wonderful, beautiful morsels of I want this, this, and this. There is a relationship you have with your desires, and we're going to explore more deeply how to allow the full, authentic desire that you have and as it moves through your life, into your life, but also how to work with those people. Oh, yeah, those people who help you and actually assist in your desires having their fruition. So we're going to talk about romancing your dream, but also romancing those cooperative components that make dreams come true. It's going to be a deep dive in relationships with your desires today on Everyday Attraction. And to help me understand this roadmap of romance, I have a friend and cohort, uh, Janice Campbell. Hi, Janice. Hi. Hey, welcome to the show. Thank you. As all of you probably know, Janice has her own show on Unity Online Radio, and she joins me as a a fellow uh, Unity person, but also a a lover of the Abrahamites, or the Abrahams, or the whatever you call it. (laughs) Actually, Janice, I'm going to their uh, workshop tomorrow in San Francisco. They're going to be here in the Bay Area, and so we've got a truck full of people heading down to uh to the south bay to to spend a day with them so i'll look forward to reporting back all the new information that they've got going on and of course get the track and play it for everybody so it's always i I always love that day before the workshop because i get so excited (laughs) you know it's so silly it's like you know kind of like disneyland it feels like disneyland it's not silly it's just an indication that you're aligned with source I'm aligned and, and I have actually like three questions. So I don't know, maybe I'll get in the hot seat. Mm-hmm. I feel very excited about the questions. I don't feel really resistant about them. So I'll report back. So romancing the dream, romancing your desires. You know, I was listening. We're, we're really spinning off this whole hour based on a track that I heard from Stanford in September of last year. Now, if those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, let me give you a little background about what we do on the show. Um, we talk specifically about the teachings of Abraham. Abraham, but we also, in a broader sense, encompass all metaphysical teachings from unity, from science of mind, uh, from anything that really uh, calls our fancy that allows us to bring these metaphysical laws into our everyday life, to make them applicable, attainable, and really use them so that they can change the way that you're experiencing life for more 
capacity for joy, for expansion, for prosperity, all the things that you want. And the reason we love the Abraham teachings now, Abraham is the word, the the phrase, the group that, that we give to a name that is really about your inner being, your high self speaking to you as a, as a, a integral part of your existence um, into your physical life. So this, uh, we, and we, we watch Esther Hicks in her miraculous way translate for these energies, but we know that these energies are inside of you as well. So we love to talk about them in specific terms. And this recent workshop, they were talking about compromise, that there's this idea, this false premise that we have to compromise our desires in order to make them happen. And they basically came out and said, that's absolutely incorrect, that there is no need for you to compromise your desires as long as you understand these laws of the universe and know how to work in alignment. And I don't know, I, I guess my, I, I, I found that hard to accept, you know, Janice? I'm <laughs> you like, know what it reminded me of, though? Years ago, I heard them say something about sometimes, and this was right when we were selling our house, where they said, you have to cry, uncle. You have to just cry uncle. But the distinction that I thought was really interesting is you're crying uncle on this situation. You're not giving up your desires. Right. Basically, you're giving up the resistance. Yes. But you're not giving up the the desires. Yes. Yes. And I think, I think that's so important because there is an attitude of compromise that is outside of the vortex or that which you're wanting. Um, this attitude that I have to give something up, I think is a false premise. And we often kind of, we take our desires and we curtail them into reality. We say, well, here's what I really want, but that's impossible given the circumstances of my life, blah, blah, blah. Here is my plan B desire or C desire. And we start to water down are, are wanting and there's so much resistance in that it's really difficult for even that to come about you know what I mean yeah. there's that whole thing if you have a plan b you're not allowing plan a which is therefore resistance and right. you're probably not going to get either right well <laughs> you already made up your mind that plan a is not going to happen and then yeah. the disappointment is with plan b so either there's no opening in either one of those so the key is when we have big desires, and we do, I mean, we've, we've come here for that, for that sort of expansion point. Um, I think the key to understanding these laws is whenever you start to entertain thoughts of, I can't have this, um, because of this person or this circumstance, I have to compromise what I want. Um, there is a flag on the play, that emotion of compromise. And I'm going to call it an emotion, which is sort of a stretch. But when you feel like you have to sacrifice or give something up, uh, let's just say right now that that's a flag on the play. Mm -hmm. That's an opportunity for us to say, wait a second, I'm now kind of going down a path where I don't like the end result. Right. It's a thought path, right? Yeah. I'm limiting my desire. You know, yeah. I'm the one who's putting the brakes on. I'm the one who's lessening what's possible. Yeah, and let's face it, we picked it up along our vibrational trail. We probably heard it from a teacher or a parent or, you know, it wasn't malicious on their part. They were trying to help us, you know, mitigate our disappointment. And I want to get back to that in a minute. So we just have to remember that when you start to have the language of compromise in your mind, we want to suddenly wake up, take a break, um, take a breath. And what Abraham has been saying is get general, step back. 
you know, get into that. The universe always works out for me. Uh, you know, a spirit is always on my side. There's always another boat coming in. I can never lose out on my good, etc. So you want to find those sort of generalized places to get your emotional basis out of that compromise attitude, that loss, that, right. oh, you know. Well, and it could become a habit, too. Oh. It become an identity. I'm the kind of person who always has to compromise. Everybody else gets what they want but me. Or, you know, it's like a habit of thought. Oh, and it just shows up everywhere. It shows up in your 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 marriage or your primary relationship. It shows up at work. It shows up at your school, your kid's school. I mean, if you have the attitude that I'm always the one that has to compromise, oh, you that- will, then you will be the one who always has to compromise. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, you win. <laughs> I don't think, I think it's interesting just to reflect for a moment too. Is um, I haven't really thought about this much, but do I compromise a lot? And what areas do I compromise in? a really good thing to look at that's yeah, like because, that's interesting yeah. not like it, it's just interesting like because it yeah. is a habit it's that's all we could change the habit we can change the habit it's not a big deal but the important thing is have you normalized the habit yeah you wanna, have you normalized well, is that the expectation yeah we talk about we get what we expect is that the expectation before anything even begins that we're going to yeah. have to shrink our desire or compromise because emotionally you're always going to react negatively when you have to compromise because you're because that's not the truth. The truth is you can have what you want and the people and the circumstances are there for you. Yeah. So, but what happens is I think our mind gets so powerful in what we think we know in this belief system that we're not even feeling our feelings. We're just talking the talk of compromise and it's so dominant and our mind can be so quick to go, yeah, this always happens to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what the, this is how it is that we don't even realize our emotional self is saying, no, it's not, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm angry. I'm upset. So we almost have to quiet the mind. And that is where that this generalization trick can come in really handy because you start to say more generalized, less specific statements that allow you to back off a little bit and maybe even get in touch with what you're feeling. Cause I guarantee you, if you're quiet enough, you'll realize that when you compromise, you are feeling negative emotion every time every time. And if you're not, you're not being really honest with yourself. So when you start to bring up the emotions and see, oh my gosh, I've got this dialogue of compromise everywhere I go. And inside, it's really something I've normalized. This is how I feel all the time. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Just the way life is. Resentful. (laughs) Yeah. A little bit, you know, a little bit victimized, you know, it's really interesting how you can start to create this whole persona based on this false premise. And then you call it real and get more opportunities to experience it. And then you tell everybody this is how it is. It's so fascinating, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I like just bringing it up to the light and giving it attention. Like, yeah. oh, that's an interesting. Well, what I like about it, too, is like you say that every time we compromise, we feel negative emotion. That means that every time we're not compromising, we would feel positive emotion. Like I, I like to look at it like that, like compromising is a choice and it's not a choice I have to make. Yes. Or at least I don't have to make up stuff about the compromising. And you want to follow your emotional <clears throat> trail in the sense that yeah. if this feels good and it feels right to you, regardless of what anyone else says, that means that's an alignment. That's a yes for you. And that's, a you know, an opportunity to move forward. I also want to talk about this emotion of disappointment because I think this is a really, really big topic for a lot of spiritual folks and, and just in general. I think oftentimes we avoid expansion points, opportunities, our big desires because we're afraid of being disappointed. What is that? 
what is this disappointment? I mean, what Abraham has said over and over, what disappointment is at its core, if you want to, you know, take the recipe of what disappointment is, it's in that moment, you are telling yourself you can't have something that the essence of you can right? So let's say there's a certain person that you wanted to marry. Let's just say that is it. And they marry someone else. It's not like you have to marry that person. And now, you know, you're disappointed because that person, the essence of your desire, the essence of what that person meant, it is always available to you. And in that moment, just because that person went off and married someone else, it doesn't mean you can't have what you want. It doesn't mean you can't have what it is that that person represented to you. And therefore, your disappointment is false. Oh, I love that, though, because it's such an opening. It's because it forces us to look at what's the essence we want. Yes. You know, it's like, oh, wow. Okay. I am so disappointed around this particular area or this topic. I just feel so much disappointment. Well, then what do I are? What? How can I identify that I already have this? Yeah. You know, it's well, kind of fun. It's like, let's, let's really get to the bottom of this one. <laughs> I, you know, I love it when people in class sometimes, you know, they'll say, oh, you know, what is this? I feel so disappointed about this. And I want to say, hold on. What are you thinking about it? And 10 times out of 10, the thoughts you have about that circumstance are false. Mm-hmm. You have identified something that is not what your source knows about that circumstance. So you have a falsity going on and disappointment is only ever, ever, ever a false shadow of the truth. You do not have to be disappointed about anything. Now, once we get that kind of fresh opening, ah, then we can take risks. We can take chances. We can go, we can have that big desire. We can say, and we could see more though. Like it's, it's like, ah, I could now see that this is not something I have to avoid or I have to run away from, or I have to be afraid because otherwise we'll put so much energy into not wanting to be disappointed. How can we protect ourselves? I don't want to put myself out there because I may be disappointed. Instead of like, bring on the disappointment. <laughs> bring it on because I know it's always false. Yeah, and, and, it, will, and it will guide me to the truth. Like I could use will... the disappointment. <gasps> Through that resistance is our salvation. Isn't it fabulous? There is yes. nothing lost. There is, we're using every part of this pig. <laughs> <laughs> you know how they do that, you know, where they use every part. Not one part of that pig is left for trash, you know. <laughs> we can use every part of our resistance to see the truth of the circumstance and therefore find our way to our desire. When I say it's impossible for me to be disappointed, it is such a feeling of freedom. That doesn't mean I have to might do some work when I start to feel those feelings. But the fact is, I know what to do. Right. So or, can... or more like maybe it's not impossible to feel disappointment, but it's that disappointment has no power over me. Yeah. Like we may feel it, but it's like, so what? I'll find the gold in this. I'll flip it. Yeah. I'll flip it. There's I can I can go for that position. I can go for that job. I can go for that audition that I can go for that opportunity Mm -hmm. because even if I don't get it, it doesn't mean that my desires aren't completely fulfilled. Okay. So this is a weird segue, but I've been watching American Idol (laughs) and you know, and, and it was like such an emotional roller coaster. All the beauty fans of American Isle, if you hate American Isle, don't listen for a moment. Um, so what I thought was so interesting is that, you know, the, the, the people who judge, you know, the people who've made it, the J-Lo's and 
the Randys and all those guys. What they said to the folks that they were sending home, you know, these kids are just devastated. You know, this is everything I've ever wanted. And they're like, you know, 17, right? <laughs> um, it's just so crazy emotional. They always said to them, hey, listen, you know, 25, 30 people have always had said no to me for many years and it didn't make a bit of difference. Because I knew this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. You know, you can't find anyone who's been successful at what they love that hasn't been able to find a way to slough off anyone who said they couldn't have it. Yeah. You know, it just it's such a wonderful sort of mentoring that these teachers are trying to say to us, too, is that, wait, 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 you can have it. You can have it. Back up, back up. You can have it. It's just going to be in another way and another form and another opportunity. Yeah. And actually, you already have it. You know, part of it, it's that real realizing that it's already here. Yeah. Like we just have to realize that we have it and then we start to see it. So good. Now, the other thing that we have to talk about when we when we think about romancing our dreams and, and looking at our desires as a relationship, we also have to look at the fact that desires require a certain level of cooperation from others. It is those rendezvous points that Abraham talks about. It is that your desires are not, you know in a box they happen in the world and the world has people and places and circumstances and that is part of the cooperation and the and the relationship that we need to have so i want to start to play a little bit of this track and we might actually seed it through our our um three segments today on the show and it just kind of gets us into an opportunity to look at how we creatively cooperate with others so let's go ahead and play some of this track and then we'll talk about it here we go so you've often spoken about um choosing the path of least resistance and also going downstream which is just such a wonderful thing but for me um i guess what i'm most wondering about is um how do i maintain my power of creation in um, compromising with other people on the planet because it's um, really easy to go ahead and... You can't. You can't. You, you give up your power in the attitude of compromise. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe the better word is collaboration. And that's, we expected that's... more from all of you on that. <laughs> you give up your power in the attitude of, of compromise because you want what you want. You right. want what you want. And compromise, there's tension in compromise. True, and that's exactly what I felt, is that I have really, really specific desires. And, um, and I'm just that type of person that usually knows exactly what I want. But it's sometimes what I've found in my experience difficult to get those elements that I'm, you know, I'm very good at being able to create a perfect life just experience for myself. What you're, saying to us? what you're saying to us is, I have very specific things that I desire. And other people don't always agree with that. And it would sure go a lot better for me if they did. So, a big part of what I've been doing, we're speaking from your perspective and a lot of other people's too, has been trying to get people to agree with me on what I want. And then when we're all in agreement, then it's easier for me to get what I want. And we say, oh boy, is that ever the hard way of going about it. When you you get it, that nobody has to compromise with you. Nobody else has to agree at all. There's just one agreement that you have to find, and that's the agreement between you and you in the moment. And that is indicated to you by the ease of emotion within you. And we know you're all getting this conceptually because we've been hammering at it all day. You get it 
intellectually, conceptually, it makes perfect sense. So let's figure out how to specifically apply it here. Sure. So um, a good example is, let's say if I want to get to somewhere, like um, I want to come here today and I'm going with somebody and I say, oh, I really want to take a limo to get here and I want to stop for lunch beforehand and I want to do this. And someone else says, for example, well, you know, I don't really feel like I have the financial abundance for that or maybe I've already eaten or things like that. Then it's really easy for me to just say, okay, that's fine. You know, I, it's, I can just go downstream with it and I don't, I can just sacrifice that desire. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to fall off the face of the earth All if right. that doesn't happen. But wait, so so this is this is a very good uh, offering that you've yeah. So you had a clear idea of what you wanted. You hooked up with someone who was in sort of disagreement with it. So you your word was very uh, poignant. I sacrificed my desire for the sake of making peace with the situation and gave up my desire in order to go along with someone else who may have been stronger or it may have just not been worth the, worth the trouble. But what really happened was you launched rockets of desire. Going to hook up with people that are more on my wavelength. Going to do a better job of prepaving things in advance. Not going to wait until the last minute and try to bang things into place. Uh, have a clear vision of what I want and be so in alignment with it that the universe orchestrates the perfect cooperative components to rendezvous with me. So even though this one day and this one experience is less than what you wanted in the making peace with it because it's just one day and it doesn't matter that much but in your conscious awareness that you've lined up because you are particular about what you want and in the in the you see we don't see you as sacrificing anything we don't see you as sacrificing what you want and going along with someone else we see you lining up with your true power and making it more likely that the evidence of what you really want will be a bigger part of your life experience later on it's in the struggle it's in that it doesn't work it's in the it's in the defiance it's in the idea that it is a sacrifice it's in the idea that somebody else is getting their way and i'm not getting my way or it's in the idea that i'm not powerless or that the universe isn't cooperating with me or that this is a bigger hairier deal than any that abraham's making it out to be it's in those attitudes that you hold yourself in a in a experience that doesn't change we're going to stop there take a break you're listening to everyday attraction here on unity online radio and alignradio.com stay tuned we'll be right back don't think about it let it When listeners like you contribute to the Unity Online Radio Network, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Return to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Welcome back for the break. We've been listening to kind of a delicious segment all about desires. 
and your ability to really have what you want, understanding these metaphysical laws and releasing the attitude of compromise or releasing the attitude that you can't have it. Um, Janice, that, that, you know, first segment there, I thought was really delicious in it. It kind of defined what we were talking about in this attitude of struggle. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was interesting, too, because they really narrowed it down to the positive and the negative energies. Like, it didn't really matter what happened. But yeah. if we hook on to the compromise energy, there's going to be tension in there. And if we go down that path and start saying we have to sacrifice, it's negative, it's a struggle, I'm not going to get what we want, then we're headed down a completely different path. Rather than the ease of emotion, it's basically like, like all the other teachings is what are we saying about the circumstances? What are we saying about what happened? And they're yeah. saying it's a positive thing because there was a disconnect there. You weren't happy. You felt like you had to compromise. We're looking at our higher self is looking at the benefit here. You've just yeah. have a new, you just launched a new expansion. Meanwhile, we're left back in the dust saying, oh no, something's wrong here. I'm never going to get my desires. I always have to compromise. Yeah, it's fascinating. I mean, yeah, we really lose our true power. So, so the really everyday takeaway is this idea that when something happens, you know, a, be at peace with it, but know that you've launched some clarity. And some of the clarity I want to talk about, because they said, you know, this is an opportunity for you to step back and find your true power. You know, this is your idea, opportunity not to wait until the last minute and bang in your alignment. You know, this is an opportunity for you to start prepaving and cutting off those, you know, mind momentums that get into how it never works out for you. This is an opportunity for you to say no big deal, but where am I positioning my focus the other part of the day? When something hasn't gone wrong. Yeah, it reminds me know. of exactly what you're saying about the disappointment. It's the same thing. How are we going to use any of our situations throughout the day? We have a choice. We could use it to diminish ourselves or kind of travel down that path of negativity. Or we could, like you say, how could we use our power more fully? How can I, you know, leverage my power better so I don't find myself in these situations? Or, you know, yeah. it's like there's nothing to be afraid of. It's all good. And the only the only agreement you ever have to make with anyone, because I thought it was really interesting, they were saying, you know, oftentimes when we're outside the vortex and we're trying to bang this into the action, we think we have to go around and convince everyone mm -hmm. to agree with our desires. Agree with me, right? You'll agree with me, right? That I should have this. Right. This is how I should right. have it. Now I can move. You know? Now I have permission to move forward. Thank you. And then, you know, right. it's a hard way. It I is. Mean, it's like they said, it's between you and you, which it always is. Are we aligned with our source? Are we aligned with source? You know, not to say something can't get done in that way, but I like to call it old technology. It doesn't, you know, really work very effective anymore. And this idea that the only agreement has to be between you and you and a consistency with you believing in you so that the universe can bring along cooperative components automatically without you having to work so hard to get agreement. Then the right person's circumstance places rendezvous points happen without your efforting. Yeah. You know, I think when we start to effort too much and trying to make our dreams come true, we're in trouble. And I think that's so interesting because the idea is the the cultural understanding is work. You have to work really hard at making your desires happen. You have to just climb over every obstacle, you know, don't take names, just go in there and, and <laughs> do what you need to do. And yeah, you can get some stuff done that way, but it's not the elegance of the universe. Right. The universe is set up in such an elegant way when we understand and work with the laws 
of the universe rather than try to push against them. You right. know, so really like pushing against gravity. Yeah, it'll happen, but you're probably going to have some pretty big falls. Um, this elegant idea. I mean, there's nothing more thrilling than launching a desire from your consciousness, believing in it, not contradicting it with your thoughts. And any time negative emotion comes up, stepping back, getting general, staying in the knowing, and then watching the elegant universe deliver to you what you've been asking without efforting, without trying to bang it out. There's just nothing better than that, you know? <laughs> I think we remember who we are in those moments. Right. And, and it's not, but see, the working hard, it's not like you only work hard when you're not utilizing your full faculties. Well, and when you have a misunderstanding of how it works. You know, I think our, you know, from the past, the understanding is if you work hard, you'll get what you want. So it's kind of like, oh, well, that's the way you do it. And I want this. So therefore, I have to work hard instead of what if we didn't understand? What if we didn't understand how the principles work? But then when you get into alignment, you're like, oh, OK, now I know. And then the work is is work, quote unquote, is fabulous. And you're firing on all jets and you're getting information that you couldn't get if you were trying to bang it out. And you, you're 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 elegant in your ability to pivot and problem solve. And yeah, you might be putting in long hours, but man, those hours are fabulous. Time right. flies. You can't believe the day. Where did the day go? Because you're having so much fun. I mean, that's effective, whether you're in your own business or you're working for someone else. I mean, that's really utilizing the, the elegance and the laws in a way that helps you. So but it's interesting idea, too, like how we define working hard, because it really is the way you're speaking. Working hard is resistance. Yeah, that's it. It's not the hours you put in. It's not what you're doing. It's how much resistance you're experiencing. Right. And and working in alignment is still, I mean, there's still, if someone were observing, there's mm -hmm. still action going on. They could on. be like, oh my God, she's working all the time. Look at all the hours she's put in, but it won't feel like that. No, because you're loving it. Yeah. yeah. And it's what you want to be doing, but nobody it's wants to resist. I mean, it's painful. <laughs> Yeah. And, and also, you know, I can always like to bring up what I observe to be some metaphysical malpractice, you know, because we, we hang around spiritual communities quite a bit. And, and I think sometimes there's this idea that is sort of a leftover for some, from some pretty deep religiosity, this idea of sacrifice, mm. you know, let's mm. talk about a little bit about mm. that, because, you know, if you have a relationship with some pretty big desires, you better know what's happening when you're sacrificing, you know, yeah. it's really good to understand what's going on when you start having the language and the feeling of sacrifice. But what are you sacrificing? Right. I mean, Let's because in a way, there's I like the whole concept of releasing the lesser for the greater. I mean, what does the word sacrificing mean? If it means to, I mean, I think a with a lot of spiritual principles, though, we get it completely backwards. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, for me to, I have to sacrifice. That means I can't have fun. I can't be happy. It's got to be hard work. Then I'll get the reward. Yeah, it's really fascinating. And again, there's a lot of religiosity that goes around sacrifice. And I don't even want to touch that with a 10-foot pole. But what I think is interesting in our metaphysical communities, when we talk about principle and we talk about the law, I always like to kind of call, ooh, I think that's leftovers from some old religiosity that kind of seeped maybe there was some leakage into the metaphysical that said sacrifice is necessary that you have to lay it down you know but that again you it's to, interesting you know, how would we define sacrifice means you're giving up what you want for some greater good yeah but it's but interesting because we're we always have to give up something for something else but it's what are we giving up what are we giving up and what is the greater good because if you think the greater good is beyond your desires like it's something above you that's dictating what how it should be oh my gosh the 
the misunderstanding of the law in that is pretty complex. You know, this idea of greater good and sacrifice, I think, means that we are working um, in a way that feels like we don't have source energy at our back, that source energy isn't working with us, but against us. Right. You know, but, you know, oh. just think about Mother Teresa. People could say, oh, my God, she sacrificed so much. But she didn't sacrifice. She, she was being she fed did. by source constantly. She, yeah. she yeah. That's not a sacrifice. It's almost like we could identify if we think we're sacrificing in that old terminology. It's another red flag yeah, that, that we don't have. A, we have a misunderstanding of the principles. Well, like we always like to talk about, and I know you do so beautifully in the Receive Your Life program, is understanding that there's also a scarcity principle underneath sacrifice. There says there isn't enough love, there isn't enough mm -hmm. money, there isn't enough whatever. And that is absolutely opposite of the omnipotence and the unbelievable breadth of what we know as source energy. Yeah. You know, we have yet to discover all that we're understanding from this non-physical universe. We're just scratching the surface. So to, for us to say there isn't enough of something and therefore I have to sacrifice is, you know. But it sounds like it feeds into the lie further. Well, it's, well it, you know, we love you very much, but it's ignorant. Yeah. It's not understanding right. the principle. Okay, I'm getting a little excited. <laughs> I'm getting excited. Whoosh, take a breath. <laughs> But, you know, you see the falsity of it. And... Well, I like when they talk about, too, like, you know, because a lot of times around the area of money, people, you know, we get plugged in around money. But she's, um, Esther says, it, what are you saying? If I, I breathe air, there's not going to be enough air for you. Right. Yeah, it's the same kind of a thing. Like, it's not finite. It doesn't work that way. We're still discovering energy on our planet. Mm -hmm. We're still discovering new capacities. We're still discovering, you know, um, one recent workshop I listened to, uh, the Abrahams were talking about our vision, our eyes. It was about a guy who was having diminished vision and was concerned about the momentum of that and what that might result in. And they said, quite frankly, we haven't even discovered the capacity of our physical eyes to see vibration, that we are just beginning to really begin to see energy. And you, you hear people on our planet talking about being able to see auras, see energy, determine, you know, energy fields with their, their vision. And that there is this whole capacity that our physical eyes today um, haven't even reached. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. So this idea of having to sacrifice anything when we know that we're, there's, we're still discovering our potential. Right. But you know what it reminds me of? Like you and I were having a, a conversation earlier and you were talking about how you were able to see into a situation differently. That's the same yes. kind of seeing. Like you wouldn't be able to see that before, but you really were seeing energy. Oh, I like that. It's both the metaphysical vision and, and the actual physical vision that we can work with. Yeah, because you were able to see into that situation in a new way. Yes. It always was, the potential was always there. Right. And the reason I was able to do that, it's one reason and it's one reason, reason only, and it's very, very easy. And it's another everyday takeaway. I was plugged into source. What does that mean? I was plugged into love. I was plugged into the infinite capacity of the universe. I was plugged into the idea that there is nothing wrong with the circumstance. There was something, there was an opportunity here. I was able to translate because I had done my work. I had done my prepaving. I had made the choice to stop the momentum of negativity or the, the belief system that no longer served me. You know, I said, stop. But you know, it's interesting. What you just described is exactly what we're talking about with disappointment, compromise. It's the same exact process. Oh, There's nothing wrong here. There's an opportunity here. I'm going to look but through that lens. That's what I'm going to see. But there is an agility here that I want to talk about. You know, athletes, 
when they first begin a certain sport or a certain thing, they want to jump higher, they want to run longer. Um, you know, it takes practice, it takes practice. But that moment when your muscles actually do what you vision to do, swim that extra lap, there is a, a joy and a, and a, a wonder that comes around that says this was worked this was worth every practice session I ever did. Yeah. You know, and we want to know on, we want to say on the metaphysical side, you, you are an athlete as well. So there are going to be times where you get sucked in by the negative, you get sucked in by the old belief system. Just remember that the practice session begins again tomorrow. Or, or the next moment. Or the next moment. <laughs> And you can try again. Yes. And there's nothing more delicious than going back and practicing over and over again to say, oh, there's that disappointment thing again. I heard on that radio show that this means <laughs> I am not thinking the thoughts. <laughs> well, and also you're able to start, what I noticed is like I'm able to look into my life. So instead of kind of being lost in it, you have, you're able to see with clarity. Yes. Like almost like you separate yourself out and you look down and it's like, oh, that's interesting. And if you could work with it in a compassionate way and not judge yourself, it's like, oh, that's interesting. I took the bait again. Like, oh, that's yes. interesting. You know, I just keep going. You know, there's nothing wrong here, but there's an opportunity to see even more. Yes, yes. You know, and it's really interesting because what you're talking about is accessing your true power. And that's how you romance your dreams. That's how you get into a deep, intimate, loving relationship with your desires because you're able to access your true power, which allows all those things to come together. But, you know, in the nitty gritty of the day, and, and of course, we've all experienced it where something happens, you know, the money didn't come through. And I tell you, it is in that moment where the money didn't come through that you have a choice to be the athlete and be the winner and the star, or you're going to crumble under that momentum and you're, you know, you'll get out of it eventually, but you're just choosing to, to quit. Well, again, it's just kind of, it's harder than it has to be. It's harder That's than all. that. I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's just like, uh, you know, it's harder yeah, than it's, it had to be. Yeah. And, it, and you could spend two or three years, you know, tripping through that. Oh, well, you know, you're eternal being, get over it. But it's just this idea that in that moment, when something happens that disappointing or doesn't look like my desires are happening, or again, the money didn't come through. To flip it in that moment, there is this feeling because at that point, source energy rushes in and confirms for you that you have made a significant shift in your vibration. And now everything that you are wanting is so much closer to being realized by you because here it comes. Hold on. It is already done. That would you want. And I think that this is one of the most challenging circumstances in a time space reality for us to get. This concept that your desires, your dreams, your biggest best is already done in consciousness because source has said yes, because that's who you are. You are part of this yes. And we energy. wouldn't even recognize the desire if it wasn't already there. I mean, there's a reason why we're recognizing it. So if you know it's done, you can get over it. Yeah. Well, I like it too, that that thought that that my desires are not up for grabs. I mean, it kind of like, <laughs> yes, there are things happening on the physical plane. There are lots of circumstances up, down, and all around, but it's not up for grabs. I mean, I kind of, when I think there's certain areas in my life, it's like when I feel really strongly about like my family, my kids, it's kind of like, that's, a, that's sacred to me. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm always going to hold that in high esteem. And the same thing with my desires. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's just not something I mess with. <laughs> it's, it's not something I throw to the wolves or, you know, here world, pick at it you know, talk yes. me out of it. It's like, I wouldn't let people talk to me about my kids that way. 
So I don't go there with my desires either. And I love that. And I also want to kind of go from the macro because you're saying those things, those big things are not up for for negotiation. I also want to kind of zoom in right now and look at sort of the smaller desires, like, you know, desiring a new car, right? Desiring a new car, hang with me. And then your old car breaks down. And there's sort of a choice in that moment to go, oh, I'm never going to get this. Why is me? I don't have the money. You know, and you go into this whole emotional trip where you create more opportunities to not have the new car. It's in that moment of the, of the old car breaking down that I love because it's in that moment that you have an opportunity to shift to the feeling of having the new car instead right. of the story of the old car. And we do that on a macro level and on a micro level. But I think sometimes when we get into the nitty gritty, we sort of feel like it doesn't apply here. Right. You know, God's not interested in what I'm driving. Well, that reminds you know? me when I, I was dating this guy and we broke up, my girlfriend said, you're closer than you've ever been to getting what you want. <laughs> I, like, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I wanted yeah. to go backwards and fix everything. But, you know, she was right. At that, moment, at that moment of the car breaking down, you're closer than you've ever been to getting that new car. Because now there's wow. space. There's space. Wow. And at that, it's a pivot point, though. It is. We could, are we going to go with the energy of the new car? The new relationship, or are we going to go with, I'm never going to have a new car. I'm never going to have a relationship. Amen. Amen. Hey, we're going to take a break. You are listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio and AlignRadio.com. Oh, this is good stuff. Stay tuned. We'll be back after the break. Don't think about it. Let it unfold. Let it From on the air to on the sea, pack your bags and come with me. Hey, hey, what you waiting for? An early winter rendezvous with all the things you love to do. Hey, hey, treat yourself to more. A little more summer, a little more sun, a little less work and a lot more fun. A little more beach, a little more sand. A little less stress and a lot more pain. Join your favorite Unity Online Radio hosts for Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. On this fun-filled Caribbean adventure, enjoy sunshine, exceptional dining, and island excursions. Feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation, plus one-on-one time with some of your favorite hosts. That's Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. To learn more, go to unity.fm slash cruise. A little more sunset, a little more sea, a little less do and a lot more be. Listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page, search for Everyday Attraction, or email us at everydayattraction at unity.fm. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Attraction with Ray and Janice, and we are really getting into the mechanics of our desires and how we work on an everyday basis to continue to be seeing through the eyes of source, allowing ourselves to enjoy the journey to what it is that we want because the universe has already said yes. That's where we're being told by these teachers that we are powerful creators and that it is only our own resistance that is keeping anything at bay. I love this uh, way of seeing the world. It is radical. It is radical, people. Because I think there is such a tendency in our beautiful planet to blame 
to point fingers, to call it out of control. So, you know, if you've attracted this radio show, just take a breath because you're on kind of the leading, bleeding edge of some of this new thought stuff. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of evidence on the planet that this doesn't apply, but just hang in, hang in because the planet is shifting. Our consciousness is shifting. Our systems are shifting. We're seeing new ways of being in the world and working with this physical planet. And I think there is nothing but exciting times ahead if we can truly see the opportunities, even in the resistances, even yeah. in those But, points. you know, you say, like, the world shift, blah, blah, blah. But really, our, our life, what I've noticed working with spiritual principles, you get the evidence immediately. I mean, it yes. doesn't take long where you start seeing your life is shifting. You're feeling all of a sudden it may start off with, oh, I feel more peaceful or oh, all of a sudden, like it doesn't take much. You know, you don't have to wait for one other person to get on this path. You know, when you're on this path, your life will shift. And that's such an important point because what, you know, what we're learning from the Abraham teachings and what we know intuitively is that what we're really wanting is an emotional manifestation anyway. And and that gets back to a topic that we talk about a lot on this show is that anything you ever want at the basis of it is an emotional manifestation. In other words, you want to feel a certain way. So you think you want a house and a relationship and a new job and blah, blah, blah. But what you really want is to feel something that you're not currently feeling. And that is really an opportunity you know, at in your in your capacity right now, without anything changing on the outside, and oh yeah, all the other stuff will come too. But I, I think that's important to get back to that, and I think it's appropriate as we talk about managing our desires or allowing our desires and romancing them. I like that word of romance. Oh, I love that. Desires. But it's also, I think, important to say because it's like we just want to feel a certain way. So then, once we get the feeling, it's like we feel better. But that's just that's the. Starting then through the law of attraction, because we have we are feeling something different than we were before, you know, we're yeah. feeling open and possible that the physical has to show up because I think yeah. sometimes it's like, oh, great, just a feeling, you know, I don't want just a feeling. I want the real thing. But but that's how the principles work. You can't have the feeling of I'm disappointed or my life is one big compromise or I'm never going to get what I want and attract from that place. Amen, sister. It's a law-based. Remember yeah, we talked about it's that not last personal. week? It doesn't matter how nice you are. It just doesn't work that way. Mm, it's it's metaphysics, baby. It is law-based. And, and I think that's so interesting about the understanding that the power of that shift in feeling is the power to now totally recreate your world. Yeah, and it's how you leverage your power. You know, if yeah. you're going to talk about leveraging, that is how the, the highest and best use of how you can leverage your power is get to that feeling place first. Yes. Yeah. So when we romance our desires, what I encourage everyone to think about is how do I be in love and stay in love with my desires? How can I love the vision, love the journey to the vision? Because the most powerful stance that we can have, and, and I know that oftentimes love, the word love is, is has more flowery. Oftentimes, you know, it has this sort of uh, almost flighty kind of energy. Let's face it. The energy and the power of love is at the basis of everything on this planet. It is that true positive apex. Call it what you will. Love, appreciation, God, source. It is all that place of expansiveness. So you, if you can stay in love with that which you desire, and no matter what happens circumstantial, ha, no big deal. You know how this works. When we are in the vibration of love, I know for a fact that that is the most creative powerful stance that yeah. we can be well it's almost like it's a glue the power of yeah. love is a glue that holds it together 
Yes. It holds the vision together. It holds our relationships together. It harmonizes, brings us into oneness and unity. It's like the binding together. So then we get to the point where, and here's the big, here's the big shift, where we even love the resistance. Mm-hmm. Huh? Where we even love the contrast. Well, because it's all part of the desire. It's all part of it's it. It's all part of it. It's the flip it's side the, of it, but the same desire. It's the secret sauce. It's yeah. the spiciness. It's what's making the desire more detailed. Whatever you're going on in your journey today, we can trust that that is part of that which is leading to uh, even a bigger and a brighter and a more exciting future. That there is from that stance of loving. And I know that, you know, as we deal with our day to day, it can be difficult to say, oh, I'm in love with this. But, but if you set the tone of choosing to be in love with the desire and stay, a, a, you know, a good amount of time tending to that love, you know, like any... Oh, here we go. Like any relationship, romancing your desires does require some of your attention. You know, it's not like you can just have a relationship and say, hey, get back to you in two years. See how it goes. It's a day to day. You know what I mean? It's a day to day tending to that love. Yes. And when you're in that giving and receiving flow, you want to do it. Like it to. feels good to give that love to the relationship. Yes. And then we get so it back, but it you, feels good. We like it. Have you taken your desires out to lunch lately? <laughs> <laughs> have you bought them a drink? <laughs> opportunity to really be in relationship with those desires. Yeah, I think this is really interesting because um, looking at how we treat our, like I know there were years, this was years ago when I was under a lot of financial stress. I was angry at Receive Your Life, the whole vision of that. Because it's like, oh, why does this keep coming up? Why does this keep coming up? I, you know, why can't I just go get a regular job? And, ah, do you know what I mean? But it's almost like the desire was the enemy, was yeah. the thing that was causing me angst instead of having a love relationship, almost like how we would blame people in our life for why we can't feel the way that we want to feel. It's almost yeah. like I was blaming my desire yeah, for the way I was feeling. Right. But your desire is... And how could it possibly bring me what I wanted? Even, you know, it just it's, it's such a setup. It really is. It's like having an abusive relationship and trying to find some, you know, yeah. harmony. You can't, you can't be abusive to your desires by calling them impossible mm-hmm. or being sacrificial or having to become... You cannot have what would be, uh, you know, a negative relationship with your desires and expect them to feed you to uh, allow you to bring you into that vibration of love it just won't happen but it is in the moment of the day-to-day that we make those choices to to be in love with those desires or to call them done over forget about it you know and the other thing i want to talk about as we get toward the end of our hour is the fact that we also want to allow our desires to expand and change you know you may have launched a desire to write a book and you may have told everybody on your block and everyone you work with that you're writing a book, but you wake up one day and, re- and, and realize that it's no longer a book, it's a movie, but you feel like you've got to make the book right because you told everybody you want to write the book. You know, Janice, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I think we have to allow our desires to change and move and not apologize or go get everyone's approval before we shift. Right. And to be fluid with them. It's kind of in a relationship. If we didn't want our partner to ever change, you know, let's say like, okay, I married you. You have to be the same. <laughs> Impossible. Yeah. It, you don't, you really, we really wouldn't want that. We would want to grow and expand in our relationships. Exactly. So why would our desires be any, yeah. why would we want to, 
fossilize our desires with the consciousness we had a year ago or two years ago. Of course, it's going to keep growing and developing because we could see more. I love that. So much like it's impossible for your partner not to change, your desires are going to change. Yeah, I think they get it. Yeah, expect them to change and be excited about the growth and unfold. Oh, I never saw. I didn't see that before. Oh, that's exciting. Yes. And just because the last desire didn't get fulfilled from a physical standpoint, you have not failed that desire. That desire now, everything that you went toward that has now morphed into this bigger, brighter expansion yeah. of now what you see. It's so there's not a waste. There's not a the failure. Desire. Yeah. It's in yeah. your current desire. It's in there. It's part of that sauce again, that spice that's allowing the new desire to be more fully detailed and specific. You know, so I think also we have to not be apologetic when we don't fulfill something um, that we really have to know that we're still on the way to something. And, you know, a lot of us are, are creative people who always are getting great new ideas. You know, there can be pushback where people say, oh, you never you never complete anything. You're kind of flaky. You know, all of that. You want to just let that fall yeah. away. But it gets back to the thing we were talking earlier about the tape. It's between you and you. What is this thing? If we, we have to get everyone's agreement before we can expand our desire. I know I said this, but now I'm thinking about this. What do you think about that? You know, <laughs> it's like we don't have to do that. Like, you know, the agreement is between us and us in the moment. This is the inspiration I'm receiving right now. I didn't yeah. see this an hour ago. So Everyone who's listening, if you have, you know, if you'd like to email us about your desire and maybe your desire, like a desire, and maybe you've come to some sort of wall, maybe there's something that, you know, you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, but you don't know my life, email us. I want you to email your desires and we'll have fun on another show talking about how we can help you flip that. We'll talk about it and flip it so that you can see that in the seeming wall or seeming impossibility are the gateways to the true having of this desire. Our email address is everydayattraction at gmail.com. Everydayattraction at gmail.com. That'll be fun, Janice, won't it? Because I just yeah. don't think that there's anything that's impossible in that circumstance. Um, you know, and it, it always fun. I always find it really fun to flip stuff, which I think is what our Abraham friends do all I day, every it's day. It's good practice, too, to keep expanding our ability to see. And we're in this together. Yeah. I mean, we're a community where we can help one another see the expansive opportunity, uh, the point of pivot, you know, the opportunity to see uh, what this might be leading to and that nothing has been lost or diminished or is impossible. Um, and it's really fun, I think, sometimes when you are in a sort of a deep, dark momentum about how it can't ever happen to have other people who know the law. Uh, yeah, but also when it's place. us, it's kind of like our blind spot. I mean, we can't always see it because it's so connected to us. Yeah. It's our blind spot. But someone else could be like, oh, this is how I see it. And then it's like, really? <laughs> yeah. I can see that. But now that you pointed it out, <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so on past shows, I was talking about um, going and uh, back to Weight Watchers. I don't know if you remember that show. Like it was a couple, it was a couple shows ago. And um, so now I'm back and I'm metaphysically trying to flip this. You know, and trying to understand um, how to have a desire, but really be in alignment with all of these laws and still do something that I used to do that brought me into a deep, dark place, <laughs> like <laughs> dieting. <laughs> you know, so what I think is really interesting is that it's not only the fact that you can have what you want, but you can actually go back and pick up old tools yeah. that didn't work for you in the past mm -hmm. and, um, and, and refresh them from a perspective yes. of knowing. Well, and you're in a different place. Like you're in a different consciousness. It's a whole new yeah. experience. But, you know, I think that 
a lot of what you're saying reminds me of that feeling like we, we always want to be right or we don't want to look foolish. So we yeah. avoid that instead of embracing it. Like, oh, wow, it'll be really fun to try this out now, now that I'm in a different place, a different consciousness. Yeah. Like, I'm going to have and, fun with this. Yeah, and I have been having a lot of fun. And I'm going to report back and um, more and more about anyone out there who also is, is, you know, kind of have this desire of a change of body um, and the ways that they're finding old tools can work. Uh, if you have the right perspective. Now, if you have the old perspective, it's not going to work again. Nothing is shifted. Yeah, then it's like, oh, I'm just going to try the same old thing, you know, same old yeah. thing. But yeah. Oh, I love that. I, now, you know, hearing you say that, I'm going to look at a lot of stuff in the past that I wrote off. Yeah. It'd be but fun to revisit it. Like, oh, because I thought, oh, no, I never want to do this or I don't want to do this. Well, maybe now I do. <laughs> well, it kind of reminds me, you know, I work in in a an atmosphere of of innovation and it always cracks me up when someone says, oh, yeah, we tried that eight years ago. It didn't work. And I'm like, really? Eight years ago? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole new world, baby. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, you cannot say, I did that, been there, done that, you know. And what that does is it allows us to open up that there are really tools everywhere uh, for uh, the fruition. But we have to understand that the only agreement has to be between you and the source energy of you that has already said yes. And it also well, points to that we're being reborn moment by moment by moment. Yeah. yeah. Reborn, reborn to a new consciousness. It's a new unlimited, life. unlimited opportunities. And we can stand in that place of being surprised and delighted as even source energy starts to deliver to us desires we didn't even know we had. And that's when things really get cooking. Well, we've actually come to the last part of our show here. And we thank you for joining us this hour. Janice, as always, so appreciate this conversation and this journey that we're on together. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. It's fun. Join us next week where we'll be back with another edition of Everyday Attraction. And in the meantime, we're going to play with you, uh, play with you and play for you, a Law of Attraction card reading by our friend Charcel. The Law of Attraction card readings are available at the abraham-hicks.com website. I suggest you get a 10-pack, one for the car, one for the purse, one for <laughs> your pocket. The Law of Attraction card readings are an opportunity for us to remember principle in our everyday life. And I also encourage you to go and um, really look at our sponsor, sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction, where you can send a card of appreciation physically in the mail today for, for free to remember that appreciation is that love vibration. Go to sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction and send a card to someone today. It's our gift to you. Thanks again for joining us. Remember, life is good unless you have other plans. Take care. Welcome to the Law of Attraction card reading. Today's card tells us, I am a vibrational being in a vibrational universe. You live in a pulsating, vibrating universe of advanced harmonics. Everything that exists in your air, in your dirt, in your water, in your bodies is vibration in motion and all of it is managed by the powerful law of attraction. There is nothing that exists outside of this vibrational nature. And as you learn to accept your vibrational nature and begin to consciously utilize your emotional vibrational indicators, you will gain conscious control of your personal creations and of the outcomes of your life experience. You are a vibrational being in a vibrational universe.
This is Charcel reminding you that like attracts like and that today, yes, today, <laughs> is sunny with possibilities. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join Ray every Friday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living a life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is sponsored by Send Out Cards. Go to www.sendoutcards.com attraction and mail a free card that you personalize to someone you appreciate. Don't wait. Act on your promptings to appreciate today at www.sendoutcards.com slash attraction. Everyday Attraction is recorded live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time on Align Radio, alignradio.com.